Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. Um, I'll be honest, this is one of my uh, my more exciting episodes today. I am pumped uh, to get to uh, talk to the young man that we're going to talk to today. Actually, I should just say man. I We, we just talked. You're not as, not as much of a young man as I think you are. but um, Not no more. But uh, before we jump into that, uh, just a shout out to our sponsors. Again, Miller's Termite and Pest Control, the only place you need to look for pest control. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, and spiders. Reach out to them on Facebook, email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com, or by phone at 812-767-5657. Also, Tommy Taylor Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home, life, commercial, farm, and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. He is also my family's insurance agent and should be yours too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he'll be happy to take care of any and all of your uh, insurance needs. Last but not least, new sponsor to the podcast just came on uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, that is Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor um, here in Crothersville, Indiana. And, and, you know, a shout-out to those guys. I'm telling you, if you're looking for some new ink, you're not going to find a better place with uh, Kyle, uh, Marf down there. Uh, they got a couple new artists in, uh, Billy Young and uh, Lily. Uh, so check out all of their stuff there on the Beauty from Ashes tattoo page, uh, Facebook page, and reach out to those guys, man. They, they are, uh, they're doing some amazing work down there, so, so hit them up. Before uh, we kind of jump in here, I want to introduce uh, our guest today is uh, Zach Ferguson. And like I said, I, I won't, I'm going to try not to call you a young man anymore. <laughs> the, uh, the crazy connection here is, and I am, I'm, I'm pumped about this interview and, and so happy that you came up to, to talk with us because Zach has just released a book. Um, the book is called The Game That Pops Didn't Teach, Daily Manhood Tips. But Zach actually was in the class with a lot of the football players that I had coached when I was at Evansville Harrison, and I saw his book, put the, his book get posted, not his book, <laughs> his book get posted uh, and shared by some of those guys and reached out, and Zach was like, yeah, man, I'd love to come on and, and talk about what I'm doing. And, and the coolest thing about this is, like we talked, when I was in Evansville and coaching at Harrison and teaching at Washington Middle School, I saw a lot of the same things that you're talking about, but... Now where I'm out at Jennings County High School, I see some of the same thing. So I'm excited to hear about your your process and your book. So Zach, welcome to the show, man. Hey, I'm happy to be here, <laughs> and and we're excited. So before we jump into the book, man, tell us a little bit like what, what's your what's your background, man? What's your story before the book came out? Uh, I mean, just growing up. Uh, I mean, we grew up uh, pretty rough and. Like I said, I speak about it in the book. My mom was in and out of prison, so my grandmother pretty much raised me and my brother. And like I said, we had uncles and aunts, but like I said, I pretty much was raised by women in the household. So basically, like I said, I wrote the book 
for any young man who grew up without uh, a strong father figure in the household. And these are the daily manhood tips are just tips that I wish somebody would have sat down with me and just discussed with me because I feel like uh, a lot of these tips, like I just had to find out on my own and like really. <laughs> Through experience. Yeah, e- exactly. And like I said, a lot of the things that I like picked up on manhood, I, I got from watching movies. Right. So like I used to watch movies and be like, all right, I like this character. So I'm going to take this quality and this mm-hmm. trait from this guy that I like. Oh, I like this guy. So like I, said, I was just a movie head. And then it's basically hanging around older guys and trying to pick up basically what it means to be a man just from my interactions with them. So if you broke it down to the simplest form, what would you say is is the definition of being a man? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> the, the simple definition, I would feel like just every man should be a, like everyone knows, just a provider and a protector. So, and that's the, the basics. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like every man should just pretty much have a vision for his life and for his family mm-hmm. and, and just know where he wants to go in life. So, cause like I said, if you're not building your own dream, somebody's going to hire you to build their, their dreams. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yo, that, that's a good point. Very good point. Yeah. So let's, so obviously raised by your grandma and mm-hmm. you talked about earlier, kind of before we were on the air, you get to high school mm-hmm. and you don't really know where you're going to go after that. So what, what, what kind of happened and transitioned to, to get you to where you are now? Oh, man. Like I, we was talking about it earlier. Uh, I didn't even think college was even an option for me until like the last month of my senior year. Uh, I had a cousin who worked. Uh, he was a manager at FedEx. He was like, I can get you hired here. And I'm like, oh, man, great. Seems like you're doing well. So and I'm like, all right. All my friends are going to college. Mm-hmm. I need to try to do something. And I somehow got accepted to USI. But I've been playing with college like on and off for several years. And it's like, you know, every freshman gets to college and he's just there for the girls. And I really wasn't, <laughs> I really wasn't even there to even study. I was just going to college to say I'm in college, basically. Mm-hmm. So Because that's like the natural next yeah, step exactly, for a lot of people. Exactly. And I didn't want to be like one of the only people who didn't yeah. go to college so so after that uh, I somehow got into like wanting to do motivational speaking and then I listened to a guy named Eric Thomas and he oh I love ET exactly exactly <laughs> so I was working at this factory at, at Berry Plastics I'm like I gotta get out of here I listened to one of ET I won't listen to one of his videos and then I'm like yo I was so motivated I ran to USI like to get back in school so after that I Got my uh got my degree, and then I had a friend in Chicago. He said I could come stay with him. I'm like, man, get me out of this factory job, and let's let's do that. And he, what'd you get your degree in? I had associates of science with a focus on psychology. Okay, yeah. So and then so they allowed me to stay with them for two months rent free. Then I get to Chicago and I'm realizing I don't make the same kind of money they make. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, these guys are they're balling. They are. <laughs> so, yes, they are. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm like, uh, so like, I knew like within like the second week of me being there, I knew I wasn't going to like sign no year lease there. <laughs> I was like, that's out of the question. So I'm already looking for jobs in Louisville because I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't come back to Evansville right away. Not within two months span of saying I'm leaving. So <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. say, you can't say peace out yeah, and you, then be right back. Exactly. Like, hey guys. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh come yeah. Come crawling back. <laughs> exactly. They're like, did you leave? Like, like, well, what, uh, what happened was, so, but yeah, so I had an aunt in Louisville. She ended up getting me a job at Humana. So as a temp, 
something happened where we, all the temps walk in and we there was no more work. This was like on a Thursday. So I'm picking up three jobs by that and following Monday. And I'm just like, this can't be my life. Like I said, I got a degree. Yeah. Like, what's going on? So I ended up working these three jobs that I really couldn't stand. I was a collection specialist. And I'm, <laughs> I'm getting cussed out every day. Yeah. And oh I'm, not, I'm not laughing at you <laughs> no. at all. That sounds like the most miserable oh, yeah. job in yeah. the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you hear like the craziest stories. People, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I was working at UPS and I was working at Champs. And I'm just like, there just has to be more to life than this. Got real cool with this Albanian guy at a hookah lounge, and he was just teaching me the ins and outs. And I was like, all right, if I come back to Evansville, I'm going to start a business. So I ended up starting the hookah lounge, like took all my money out my 401k from Barry and the money that I saved up from the three jobs. I moved back to Evansville, started a hookah lounge, and that was real success, successful. And I'm selling it while it was at its peak. And then I was like, what's next? I'm always looking for what's next. So mm-hmm. that's when the idea of, like, what what are people not doing? Let me write a book. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to go all the way back to when you said, you know, you just never really thought college was an option for you. And I want right. to ask, wh- why do you think that you had never considered that? Well, the people in my family really don't go to college but like they're they're successful as in like said they own their own houses they own their mm-hmm. their, their homes and things like that and they they've worked a job like my aunt she worked from 18 till till she retired from Bristol Myers so that in her mind she always told me college is stupid right because <laughs> like, she's making more money <laughs> than people Which, who are, I, I mean and we can make sense well yeah and and we kind of talked a little bit before too I mean, I think some of that is with the times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. because there's a lot of, you know, people that are, you know, like our parents' age or retiring now that I think have worked in the same job for their entire time. Yeah. That's not necessarily, I don't think, today is really the case. And even, I mean, like people our age, like in their 20s and 30s, I don't know that that's really the same thing. I mean, it is to some extent. So, I mean, I think that's some of the difference too yeah and i think now as you can see like with the like direct to consumer market and it's like everybody like to start a business is just google it like you can just you can start a business today (laughs) about anything yeah so and and everybody it seems like everybody wants to be their own boss now and everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and and i feel like back in the day everybody was it was just the standard to work this job retire And I agree with that. And even I've read some articles about, you know, the younger generations and, you know, the desire is to find the job they love. Not like like my father went to General Motors because it was it was what was close and it was the best job you could find. He got that job. He worked it until he retired. There was no thought of I'm going to make that jump to the next thing because. I, I desire something more. And that's it's not a knock on my dad in any way, shape, or right. form. But it's kind of like you and I were talking. We have very similar personalities in the sense of, man, I, I got to find something else. What's next? Yeah, what am I going next? after next? Yeah, exactly. Where am I jumping? So I think that's a big change, too, with that. And, and you know, but so that's that. I, I just kind of want to be. I know there's a lot of kids out there even today that don't feel like colleges for that or don't even feel like there's a plan for them. And, yeah. and so I think it's really cool the way that you – you kind of talk about how you you got your to to where you are, so right. And like I said, I don't knock people like I don't knock college, but I feel like if you <laughs> you should 
be looking for, like I said, I was someone would have taught me this as I was growing up. Like you should be looking for scholarships as a freshman, yeah. <laughs> as, as a sophomore. So, and then I didn't, I, I got a scholarship, uh, like a $500 scholarship, which like I said, it was something that helped yeah. me out. But I feel like if you're not really, go- like I had no vision or no clue about what I was even going to, I think everybody takes like criminal justice or, so I was in college just to be in college. But like if I, I I don't have children, but when I do, like they're either gonna learn a trade, <laughs> or yeah. if they can't get they can like pay for school like through a scholarship or whatever. Like I rather them just learn a trade and then go from there. Dustin <laughs> says that all the time. <laughs> so when, and people look at me cross-eyed being a high school principal because I say all the time if that the same exact thing. I mean if if my son who you just met, Alan, the four-year-old. There's another one upstairs asleep that's eight months old, but the four-year-old if if he. If he's not going to go for something like, I mean, medicine or engineer. law or engineering <laughs> yeah. or something, like, he might as well go learn a trade because he can make more money exactly. doing that and stay out of debt exactly. than what he can, you know, going to. A, because that's the other part that people don't always talk about is colleges have become for profit, too. So <laughs> they've got all these degrees that mean, they know very well yeah. you can't get anything. Man, with. Well, mean, and you're not going to get a job that's going to, I mean help you pay for that and make you know a ton more money yeah i mean unless you've got one of those you know and that you're in medicine or engineering or whatever like, and i, I don't pays. want i don't want this to sound like a knock on anybody and it's not but i can remember being in evansville and when i graduated college and was still down there you'd go into these restaurants and you'd see and this is not a knock on anybody who's a waiter waitress anything but i'm like dude we just walked in commencement together and and it's like yeah man i can't find anything with my degree and it's like yeah Man, you could have been doing this without being sixty thousand yeah, dollars a day. Exactly. And again, that's not a knock I, on anybody waiting tables. I don't want anybody upset, but that it is. It's a tough. Which deal. I would say is probably about like what your aunts were telling you. I mean, yeah, it's like, exactly. well, you know what I mean. They're just trying to help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just trying to help. Absolutely. Me, but, but the they they didn't want you to be in that position <laughs> right. to where you were in that debt and then couldn't find something. Yeah. And like, like, I mean, I knew people who like, I'm I at the college. I mean, I met people like say U of E, USI is pretty close. And people are talking about they're doing like space science and their kinesiology. Like, I, like I said, the only thing I've ever knew was like criminal justice <laughs> yeah. or radio and, or, or something like that. Just something simple. And you like people are doing like agriculture and doing a bunch of different things. And it's like, oh, man, I never even thought about that. And that's what college to me, like I said, the experience of college was great <laughs> but what i really learned from it i like from the classes i would say everything else i could have googled so, <laughs> so like i said it's the experiences that are priceless though so yeah yeah so and the people that you meet and yeah, and that kind of exactly. thing exactly like i got friends that i met in college that we'll be friends for life yeah so you absolutely can't, you can't put a price on that yeah so you sell the hookah lounge right and then you're again you're looking for what's next <laughs> what's next and you decide, and I love the way you said it earlier, is that you, you're the kind of person that looks around and says, what are others not doing? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and not a knock on you because I feel the same way. You also said, I feel like I'm pretty good at everything or pretty good at a lot of things, but not really good at anything. Right. <laughs> which is me too. I feel like I'm like average at a lot of things and I can figure it out, but I'm not a professional at any of them. Right. <laughs> and you said, hey. I don't see people writing a book. Exactly. And like the, the books that I read, I mean, they're self-help books, things like that. And like I said, with me wanting to get into motivational speaking, like I said, I follow like ET and, and others like that. And they all pretty much, they come from a, a, a horrible upbringing 
and they became success stories. And they take what and all it is is they got fed up, they made a decision to change, and then like I said, they had a plan and they executed. And that's all it is. So like they can go anywhere in the world and tell you, I came from this, now I'm here, and right. you can, and you can do the same. So, like I said, you got people who, like I said, my mom in and out of prison, things like that. And, like I said, I have a brother who wasn't doing as well as me. And I went right and he went left. Yeah. So, and it's it's all about decisions you make. Absolutely. And things like of that nature. So, not to get not to get personal with you and you don't have to answer anything right. that I ask, but how is that relationship with your mom? Is your mom... I don't say me and my mom said we're we're good, <laughs> so but but she understands like why you know I mean why the book was written we right. joke yeah. about it, so but uh, like I said it's just I know I'm not the only person who grew up with I'm saying with an absentee father mm-hmm. yeah. so and you see, do you know your father no not at all I've never I seen the first time I seen a picture of him I was like twenty. So, really? Yeah, and I, I don't even know what the picture is. I saw like one day and was like, "Oh, all right." And people yeah. are asking me like, "Would I be mad if he ever like reached out to me or something?" And I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't care. I mean, I'm 27 now, practically 30. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it <laughs> like? I mean, even like when you saw the picture, was that emotional or was it just kind of like, "Oh, okay." I it, mean, it was like, "Oh, okay," because yeah. you, you, he's yeah. never been there yeah. at all, right? So, so I mean, I kind of like I kind of remember it, but now it was like I said, I, I was 20 when I seen it, so it's kind of like vague. But I remember thinking like, "Oh, that's what I'll probably look like." <laughs> when I'm, yeah, 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 when I'm older, yeah, exactly. So, but it was like at this point in my life is, I feel like I'm doing pretty well off, and it is what it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about about the book. Which, first of all, I love the title, "The Game yeah. That Pops Didn't Teach." I do too. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> tell us some of the things when you sat down to start writing the book. What did you? What were some of those those tips that you really focused on and thought these are things people need to know? Well, one of them is, uh, <laughs> and this is funny because, like, uh, well, this isn't. I live by a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Like, I live by that quote. Like, it, it applies to to everything. Like, I like I speak about in in the book. I speak about how uh, when you're when you're in high school, everybody wants to work. Everybody ends up working at McDonald's or a fast food place. And I'm like, no, like I want to work at a Foot Locker at a shoe. <laughs> you know, I, want, I want some fly kicks. So <laughs> I remember, like, I got. I, I got in trouble in school, left school early, said I was sick because I didn't want to be in, like, one classroom all day. So <laughs> I ended up going to the mall instead of going straight home. And then I'm like, I walk in the mall, and I could have easily just – I had no money. So I walk into Champ Sports, and it's just me and the manager. He's in there. And I'm like, man, I'm just joking. Like, hey, man, y'all need to hire me. <laughs> like, just jokingly saying it. And then he was like, what's your name? And he hired me right there on the spot. Like, and if I wouldn't have said anything – like it yeah it, obviously nothing would happen yeah, exactly <laughs> i mean even now like when i go to chipotle it's like i'm like can i get a little bit more chicken in that like and they'll and if you don't say anything they're not <laughs> so they do it so i just feel like just in general like a closed mouth not gonna ha- not gonna happen if you don't ask hey, exactly and that's like that's what anything if you want to reach out to anybody like I mean, if, if you like, if you like a person, or if you want a promotion, if you if you have to let them things be known, like the people, they're not mind readers. So that's really good advice. I mean, I think that's really. I well, mean, it's, good. it's funny. It kind of connects to this because that's what when we started, we didn't know was it just going to be her and I sitting here all the time? Would people even come here? I mean, yeah. we're not in Evansville, Louisville, or Indy. We're in a one <laughs> stoplight yeah. town in the middle <laughs> of nowhere. But you know, it's like. When we started reaching out to people, I mean, it's amazing that people are like, yeah, man, I'll come on. I'll yeah. come talk. And, I mean, that's why, 
You know, and, and so you're exactly right. It's just the worst thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to blow you off or say no. Say no, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so I love that. That is, that's that's great, and it, yeah. and it and even that I like the fact that and, it, and again as a high school principal, these are things that I probably shouldn't you know say I like, but <laughs> I love the fact that here you got in trouble at school. Okay, um, you left school early because you didn't want to sit in in one room all day long. <laughs> You could have went home, or you could have went to the neighborhood. You could have done something and got yourself in trouble. Right. <laughs> but instead, you're at the mall. And again, I know that my superintendent, if she listens, will probably say, you can't condone kids leaving school. But <laughs> right, right. you're <laughs> no. at the mall, and you're on a grind, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just being honest in the book. Yeah. And, and, and I, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not you're, you're on a grind. You're, hey. Right. Right. You need to hire me. You need right. to hire me. I mean, I was in high school working. This is why I didn't do football. Like, I was in high school working multiple jobs. Because, like I said, when you're – I was in middle – I remember being in middle school and high school, and I was going to say some guys' names, but, like, my friends, like, some of my friends, they had both their parents. And you like, man, like, you actually sit down and have dinner with right. both your parents, and both your parents come to your games. And, yeah. And you kind of, like – you're kind of – you're jealous of oh, it. Yeah. You envy of them. And you're like, man, I wish – somebody would come watch me play or or something mm-hmm. to support me and that, like and you understand people are working and say your dad's not around whatever and your grandmother can only do so much so i get it now but looking back it's like man i want that lifestyle oh, yeah. i want that life i want like i wish somebody i wish my dad was there to throw the ball with me or, yeah. or whatever so yeah. like i said i'm i'm in i'm in middle school i'm in high school working dairy queen and footlocker <laughs> you know what I'm saying? while my friends are playing sports and they're partying every yeah. weekend. I'm like, I gotta work. <laughs> I gotta work. I gotta catch the bus. Like, yeah. they, they're 16 with cars. I didn't get my first car to it. I was a senior, and it was only a $700 Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's things like that. And it's like, man, I just wish I wish. And now, like I said, I feel like people who go through those things are a lot stronger than those. Well, who obviously, <laughs> made you the person that you are today. Exactly. I mean, exactly. If, if it would have been there, I mean. You would have never written this book. Uh, you would have never gone through some of those struggles and, you know, kind of had the mindset and things that, that you do now. And, and you just never know. What, like I say, you see it from the outside and you don't know if their parents is arguing every single night yeah. and, or whatever. So you just, yeah, you should just be happy with the, the life that you was in and deal with the cards that you was dealt. Yeah. Do you think that 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 grind that you had working two jobs through high school helped keep you out of some trouble? Oh, for sure. I mean, there were times like within the neighborhood that like uh you know kids they they meet up just to fight. So and I was like, oh man, I want to go see that fight, but I gotta be at work at six. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. So things like that. I do feel like uh, I definitely got away from uh, a lot of like negativity by working. But I knew like. Like I said, I had a cell phone, so I knew I had to. The way I am with bills is like, I would work 10 jobs to make sure my bills get paid. Right. Like, like I said, when I said I lost my job in Louisville and on a Thursday, and by Monday, I had three jobs. Mm -hmm. So, because I knew bills were coming. Oh, yeah. So I could have easily been like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Poor me for a week, and then it turns into two or whatever. And when I was younger, when I was younger, I used to always like, like thank my dad was going to come back or somebody was going to come save me. Some of us were riding on their white yeah, horse and ex- everything was going to ex- be good. Exactly. And then like when you get to the point when you realize that nobody's coming, like nobody's coming to save you. Like, and as you get older, people feel less sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, so it's like, and you realize like, man, you have to get it on your own. And the thing is like people come over here from other countries with literally the shirts on their backs and they become success stories. They start businesses from scratch. And it's like, you really can, you can't, you can't think that you can't do it. 
So, but it's it's it's, it's a mindset. It's it's a mindset. You it's eat. a constant hustle. I mean, you yeah, got to have a hustler exactly. mentality. You that, do. You know, and it's like I said. I think it's, and I love what you said. A closed mouth doesn't get fed because. Again, a hustler mentality is I'll knock on a thousand doors and only three may tell me yes. Exactly. But I'm still going to knock and I'll knock on the next thousand and I'll get three more. Exactly. And I'll knock. And it's it's that constant grind of I, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to figure it out somehow. Exactly. So what's some of the other tips? I mean, that you kind of go through with the book, man. Uh, I talk about listening twice. And that goes to, like, I used to be the first person. If you tell me such and such said this about you, I'm like, I hate this person. Now I got to find out. And then come to find, like, people love to instigate. Mm -hmm. So, and so when you, when I say listen twice, you have to listen to the message that's being said. And then you have to listen to the person who's saying the message. So if if, if you know that person of being of righteous and good character and things like that, you can kind of take it for face value but at the same time if you know this person's always in trouble always trying to start a fight always trying to you know like just 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 dismiss it and go up and you really shouldn't care what people think about you anyway so so you really should just listen twice (laughs) you know and one thing i'd say to kids all the time i love that and i may pull that clip right there and just have it in my office because (laughs) it's so true and i always tell people you know when you just said you heard he was talking crap about me or something like what no that's not what i said this is and then people take it out of context yes (laughs) so like if i said that you like you need to work on your left hand in in basketball, and then this guy runs to you and was like, he said you suck with your left hand. Yeah, so yeah, no, he just <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Like trying no, to give you some constructive criticism, exactly. and it becomes and people, something. Like, people would twist it, and yeah. and it becomes something else. And you know, when you're in middle school, high school, you oh yeah, <laughs> that is, that's and, any, any criticism, bad criticism, <laughs> exactly, and it blows up so much, and you're like, really, is that really what you're upset about? Yeah. <laughs> well, I always tell kids, and, and it's it's kind of a quote I try to live by is I'm like if you don't like this person and they're like, no, I can't stand them. I'm like, okay. So if they told you, man, this restaurant's the best, I wouldn't go there. I don't believe them. So if you don't value their opinion on what restaurant to eat at or what show to watch or what music to listen to, why do you value their opinion about you, man? And I'm like, if I don't respect you, I don't care what you think about me. If I respect you, I am concerned. I want you to, I want to be a good person, a character and and those kind of Mm -hmm. things. But you're exactly right, man. If if I don't respect what you do and what you think, I'm not going to respect what you say. Right. <laughs> so I think that's a that listen twice. I love that one. Yeah. What else? Um, I think people need to, like I said, evaluate in your circle. Like I said, you're the average of the five people you hang around. So if, like I said, this is why I was hanging with the guys when I went to Louisville because, I, like I said, I'm trying to be around successful people. So if you're hang, like I said, if you hang around five criminals and they're about to commit a robbery i'm sure that you're going to probably commit a robbery with them and if you're hanging around guys who are talking about stocks and buying land and flipping properties and that's what you're going to get involved with right. so and you have and people are either like they're either bringing something to you to the table or they're taking away from you so when like i said when you're growing up and it's like you just have to be conscious and cautious of the people that, that that's around you so just evaluating your circle <laughs> going back to you know young kids um you know especially in the inner city or things like that do you think one void for a lot of you guys growing up and and is having those mentors that you can kind of bring in that that show you that circle and show you the other things to start talking about and i know when i was 14 15 years old i don't know if i'd have listened to any either right. but right. but to start getting that idea of you know there are other things to discuss yeah, I feel like 
I feel like there's a lack of mentors, but I feel like I mean a mentor is is very important to to young men, especially especially in the inner city. So I mean the thing is, the thing is I feel like a lot of these kids don't really want to listen to to anybody, and they think that they're already grown, and then they're so this day and age. I mean these kids are so comfortable disrespecting adults; it's it's ridiculous. So I can see why people don't really step up and and, and want to say anything when they see a fight going on or anything like that. But for the kids who are seeking mentors, I feel like like they're on the way, they're on the road to becoming successful because, like I said, they the people who they seen it all, they done it all, so they can really shed light and mm-hmm. help you out growing up. So I don't, I feel like having a mentor is really a, a great tip for any young man. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here and just, just you know, getting to spend some time with you here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that your grandma didn't take much disrespect. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I said, and but the thing, like I said, the thing is when when a woman raises you. And like I said, even though, like I said, my grandma didn't take disrespect, and even when she tried to whoop us, it didn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, I agree with that. So it's like you don't want to disappoint your grandmother or any. It's more any, psychological, right? Yeah. Thing than than I, you know, than a. Than the it's fear. a psychological respect and a fear right. of the respect. Right, right. right. I feel like you would like kind of like fear uh, a, a male figure yeah. <laughs> then but you just don't want to disappoint the, the female figure well and i so. I'll, I'll i mean i'll <laughs> say it too i mean i'm i'm 33 my dad's 63 um i and i, I don't want him to hear this but <laughs> I, I i still fear him today right, right i don't know if we honestly went to blows in the backyard i want to think in the back of my head i could take him but i don't know if i could take my old right. man at 63 right. i'm Give me ten more years, I might feel a little bit better. We're seventy three, <laughs> no, but right, uh, right. But I think that's constant. I think I agree with that. I think yeah. you constantly have in the back of your head, man. That's the old man. I don't know that I can. Exactly. I don't know that I can make that happen. So exactly. So what's some like? What's some other things that you would say to a young kid? Well, I didn't know too much about credit at all in high school. So, but I remember like I remember like being like seventeen, and I'm like I'm seeing like some of my friends who let's say who had both their parents and. And who didn't come from where I came from, and like they have credit cards, and I'm like, I don't think I know about credit cards. They get you in debt. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> like now, something I, to stay away from. Right, exactly. So but that's a value that you knew that part. I mean, that. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's it, true. Exactly. So, but the thing some is, people are like, oh, I have to pay that back with interest. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> with more. That's what I'm saying. And it's just, I didn't. I got to college, and I, <laughs> I took my first refund check, and I bought. I speak about this in the book. I, uh, it was a four thousand dollar. $4,500 refund check. And I saw this nice cherry red uh, Dodge Stealth and had rims on it. Every, well, it, it, yeah, it had rims on it, everything. And then I started, I, I bought it cash. I thought I was the man on campus. I put these LED lights in it, flip out deck, everything. So, like, in six months, this car, the transmission goes out. <laughs> so, I, like, I wasted all my money. I, I, had, I had to part it. It was... You got more money in the stuff you put on it than yeah, what it's worth after e- it's done. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, now I'm, like, I'm bumming rides. I feel like a bum. I'm, like, man, I need to get a car. I didn't know anything about, like, a JD buy ride or one of these yeah. buy here, pay here lots. And I'm, like, I'm hearing 21% interest and... I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I, just, I mean, I didn't know like what that actually meant. I just knew it was a lot because I knew like yeah. people were paying like maybe three or four. So I mean, I pretty much like begged my aunt 
like I said, she's financially stable to co-sign the car for me, and she was she was hesitant to do so. And like I said, I understand now, but man, if she wouldn't have done that for me, I would have been I'd have been out of luck. <laughs> Probably still would have been having that same car <laughs> paying on it. <laughs> so and and it's like I said, I feel like like growing up, money was never really talked about. And no one's ever told me to like, and people tell you to save your money, but okay. You know what I'm saying? What am I saving my money for? Right. And like you save your money today so it could save you tomorrow. And I just feel like people, parents don't really just sit down with their kids and talk about money, at least not in my household, at least my, my the friends that I grew up with. Like mm-hmm. money was just never an issue that we brought up. And I feel like everybody around me pretty much, besides like my aunts, I had bad credit. <laughs> well, so. I mean, and if you're, if you think about, you know, some of the families that are living more or less paycheck to paycheck, right. there's no savings. Yeah. I mean, because you didn't have any extra to put away for, you know, well, this can be a fun, you know, in case something happens or to do go on vacation or, or whatever it may be or to buy something extra. So it was, I mean, it's like, well, I mean, you don't talk about a whole lot of it because there's not a lot of extra to, you know what I mean? Like, I just know that, you know, this paycheck goes straight to these bills and there's really not anything else with it. And, and the thing is, is, well, your parent, like I said, my mom, she's like been in and out of prison. She wouldn't have credit established. And so how, how would I expect her to teach me when she, yeah. when she doesn't know? Yeah. So like, cause I mean, they only know what they know. Yeah. So. Well, and I think, I think another thing there too, is even when you're going paycheck <laughs> to paycheck and it's, it's similar to what you just said with your refund check. Anytime you get that, that little bit extra. Yeah. There's so many wants yeah. that that's where it goes. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and it's, I think some people who, who've never been, you know, never lived that or never known people well enough to, to understand that think they just blow their money, but they want a new pair of shoes because they haven't had a new pair of shoes in forever. And finally right. I got a hundred bucks. I'm going to go get some new kids. Yeah, but that's, I mean, the, that's, that's the thing. The, the, yeah, the thing is people, they like, they save like for what they want. <laughs> but they beg for what they need. Yeah. <laughs> so, like people, I mean, like, you can buy like two hundred dollar pair of shoes. You could save that easily, you know, if you wanted it. But if you know, like, you need new brakes, you be like, I, I can make it work. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. I'll just, I'll just start slowing down a lot faster. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> I'll so, keep it at my distance from exactly. the car in front of but me. But that all goes to discipline and and, and things like that, man. No, that's true. <laughs> What do you think, and I know you talked earlier, you know, that you learned a lot of these lessons from everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what, what do you think that the the best lesson you've learned? And and I I know you, what I hear you saying is you're also still learning. You constantly are trying to still learn. I'm always like reading or researching, trying to just just gain more knowledge. Like, I, I feel like we all have so much potential like when I'm on my deathbed, I literally want to be used up. Like I want to be like, there's nothing I haven't done. Like when I, I I was so scared to go to Chicago, but I felt like if I didn't go, I would always wonder what if. And uh-huh. I that's that would have ate me alive. Like I always thought I want to. You know, everybody from Evansville or like I said, a city like this would be like, I want to move to a bigger city, Los Angeles, New York, or whatever. <laughs> and then when I got there, I'm like. This is not for me. Like it's loud. I realize how much I hated traffic. So, and it's yeah. just like, nah. I, I think I can pass on on this Chicago lifestyle right now. I joke all the time, man. When I was in when I was in high school, I said I will never be in a one stoplight town again. I tell these kids that at the high school I'm at now, I said I'll never be in a one stoplight town again. I was headed Cincinnati, Chicago, New York, where yeah. I was going to do something like that. 
Ended up in Evansville. Loved Evansville. Would have probably stayed in Evansville forever if if I wouldn't have taken opportunities here. And just yeah. life plays out the way it plays out. Yeah. And, and um, But I always laugh because the first house I bought when I moved up here was in a small town that had no stoplight. So I, I, I followed my dream. I did not live in another one stoplight town. I lived in a zero stoplight town. All we have is stop sign. Right. So, it, and I told I always tell kids I said be careful what you wish for because it may come back in a different way and and you know I'm I'm happy and it's it's amazing how life works out and that's another thing I appreciate about what your story and what you're telling people is you know you thought Chicago was going to be the end all be all mm-hmm. and one yep. thing you said before we came on air is you figured out how much sales tax was how much things cost yeah. and you said I got to the point I was scared to swipe my car yes exactly it was expensive but the thing is like I said I didn't do I was so fed up with Evansville that I was like I didn't do any research on Chicago it just, my, my it just fr- sounded so much better yes I mean yeah when you work in a factory job third shift you're like anything any and everything get me out of here <laughs> so but um, as we go back you said what do I think would be like the most important thing that I've learned uh I truly believe, like, be, being a man of your word is the absolute one, like one of the absolute greatest tips I've ever, you know, what I'm I've ever learned. And like I said, if I give you my word, that's that's what it is. Um, like even like even t- today, I like I did not want to wake up and drive. <laughs> I was like I, don't, I was like I don't I was like, I, I, mean, I wanted to do the interview, but I was like I do I was like oh man I do not want to get up early. <laughs> I was like, but I, my, my friend was like, you don't have to go. You can reschedule. I was like, no, I told him I was going to come. <laughs> so I'm here. <laughs> and I'll be honest. I'm a little selfish. We usually do these later in the afternoon, but the bears are playing at four o'clock. Uh, no, no, so you're, you're I, fine. I got to make sure, I got to make sure I'm ready to watch my bears. So no, no, you're, you're, you're perfectly fine. <laughs> so, but yeah, but like, it's, it's just like I said, this morning, like I was, I was like, I do not want to get up, man. And she's like, you don't have to go. I was like, yeah, yeah I do. I, I, I told him I was coming. So I'm coming. And this thing like that, like, I know how hard, like, I went from Evansville to Chicago to Louisville back to Evansville within a year. Like, I'm tired of moving. So, yeah. so and you, you know how hard it is to find people to help you move? Oh, my it's, gosh. I mean, they people will come up with oh the greatest excuses, it's, man. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like <laughs> people's cars messed up. They're going out yeah. of town. They're, yeah. I'm getting a toe I'm, amputated. Listen, I, I, did, I didn't even tell you today yet. Like, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm out of town. Yeah, ex- exactly. So, it's, I'm like, man, geez. So, so like, when people ask me to help move, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, and, and the thing is, like I said, I speak about it in my book. I feel like that's cocky when I say it like that. <laughs> in my book, I talk about it. No, so. <laughs> Sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like I said, my friend, he he was moving, and he asked me and two other guys to help. And then last minute, they back out. So now it's like, and I'm looking at all this stuff, like, with four guys, we could have easily knocked yeah, this, this out. Yeah, this wouldn't have been bad. But now it's like, it's two, and I could easily be like, eh, I could, I'm not going to make it, or I could or whatever. So, but it's like I gave him my word. I know the difficulty of finding people yeah. of that can help you move. So, yeah. like I said, when you give somebody your your words to me is everything. Like, you don't to me, I, I don't even have to give you a handshake. If I tell you I'm going to do something, that's what I'm going to do. So, I feel like every everybody needs to live by that. Well, and and with that, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, what financial situation you're in or job situation you're in. I mean, because money to, I mean like it's literally like you said I mean it's it's your word so you I mean there's it's your characters integ- yeah. integrity is all of that I feel like is it's what a man should be yeah so. what are some other qualities that you think you know that that because we talked earlier too that 
there's a lot of 30 and 40 year old boys walking around. Right. <laughs> um, so what are some other qualities that you look at, you know, when you're and going back to what you talked about with your, your inner circle and you're the average of your five, the five people you hang around with, what are qualities you look for in those people you want to be around? I mean, ambition. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to sit around and talk about girls all day or, <laughs> or whatever. Like, man, let's, let's find out what we like to do. Let's, I mean, to me, like, I, nobody wants to just pay bills and die so it's like let's let's do something we like let's see how we can make money from it or let's just i mean teach me something if you know if you know about diamonds if you know about stocks if you know like give me some edible information something i can take away like i said if you're mm-hmm. not bringing something to me then you're draining me so it's like I, that's why I, like, I have friends and from all walks of life and they talk to me about different things and i'm so i feel like i can have a conversation with anybody pretty much about me i know a little bit about pretty much yeah anything. so well, and i love the way you just put that because it is draining like yeah. you got those friends that are just like ah oh, man i i don't want to do anything today i don't exactly. i don't know about that you know and I, I was with a buddy for the other podcast we do yesterday and we we went down and we were filming some stuff and doing some extra stuff and we were kind of talking the way back and and we were like man it's it's so hard sometimes when you try and get other people involved and they're like oh yeah i'd love to do that but then kind of like moving every yeah. time you're like we're gonna go eh, i don't know i don't yeah. know i i'm bit i'm like i want i want to surround myself with people that are like let's go get it even if it fails even right. if it flops yeah. let's go let's give it everything we got and let's go get it and so you, and you also got to have friends around you who support you as well so I mean, like, like, I mean, you'll have people, I know people who, like, throw parties and things like that, and, they, and their friends want to be able to get in free. Like, you not understand that they have to pay for security, they have to pay for the DJ, they have to pay for, like, if anything, you should overpay to make sure that they, they end up being yeah. good on top. So, I, I was like, if, you, if your friend has a has a dream, I mean, and then you, you can either support or try to be, uh, help him get, get there. Yeah. So, if you're around people who just want to take away from you and only want to hang around with you when, whenever your paycheck is there, then you just need to reevaluate your circle and, uh, yeah. and move on. You talked about being scared when you went to Chicago. Yeah. How scary was it when the book was coming out? Uh, oh, that was that was easy. Um, <laughs> well, like I said, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like the smartest guy or like I said, this book is it's a very easy read with tips that I feel like anybody can learn from. So the the book was it was I wasn't scared at all when I released it. So like I said, the feedback that I've been getting back from it has been amazing. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm supposed to be becoming a guest speaker for a, a book fair coming up. All this stuff to me is 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 this the hardest part was writing the book. Like yeah. so like there's there's no fear in it at all. And so you said there's 31 tips, correct? Yes, 31. And days. so it's like I mean when you were starting this out, did you just start bullet pointing like here's some of the things that I wish that. I knew. I mean, how was kind of your process in selecting those 31 tips or adding to? I mean, how did you kind of come up with those? Was I mean, it well, well, like I said, being a man of your word, I feel like, like as a man, that's just. And you, some of those I'm sure came pretty natural. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like, here are the top 10 or whatever. Yeah, those yeah. are like. You know, hey, yeah. these are, I mean, was it easy to get to 31? Did you have like 50 and you're like, okay, well, that's too many. And you, you know, you wanted to narrow it down. It what was, was kind of your process? It was, it to me, it really did just come naturally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got 27, like, just like really? that. So, okay. And like I said, I, I mean, I speak about, I mean, from having a vision to protecting your dream, like, it's, it just things like, I just feel like, I think people let TV and school raise their children, 
and they think and they assume that their kids just know these things. Yeah. Like uh like I remember like I mean I had an older brother and I had some older cousins. So like no one no no one like really I didn't speak about this in the book. I speak about like protecting yourself with, you know what I'm saying, using condoms and things like that if you're not practicing abstinence. But like no one ever sat me down and just talked to me about sex. Like no adult, no no adult, no no woman, no no male figure, no one ever sat me down and was like, "Zach, what do you know about the opposite sex?" So like I mean everything that I learned from I learned from my brother who was one year older than me. Yeah. <laughs> so he's still trying to figure it yeah, out himself. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like it's just, it's things like that that I feel like parents just need to sit their kids down and just and have those talks. Yeah. So I mean I don't know if they go on or not, but I know in my household it, it didn't. Right. And my friends I know it didn't. I was so. say I would say you're not <laughs> not the only one. Right. So like so people just assume you know. Oh, you took yeah. you took sex ed, so you just know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took that in like middle school, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right. Well, in a weird way, it goes back to your original quote of uh, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Because again, as a parent, if you're not willing to have that awkward and difficult yeah. conversation, yeah. You don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, right. you have to be willing to have some of those and and yes, everybody's kids probably going to push back a little bit and like I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even in those, they're they're going to listen to something. Right. I mean, and and whether you'd rather them learn it from their older brother who's trying to figure it out, yeah. exactly, or try and give them some truth, is, or, or at is least important. Like I said, at least a tip to talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like no one really, like I said, besides my, my aunt always told me to pay your bills, and so that's what I learned from her. Like pay my bills to make sure that. I have good credit. Yeah. So all I knew was that, uh, yeah, that bills just have to be paid. <laughs> so it just thing. Which like is that. a good tip because I mean, if right. you get in the hole, you know, when you're younger, it's hard. With bad to, credit yeah. and that kind of thing. I mean, it's and those it's, habits. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's bad habits that get you in a bad. I mean, like trying to get a car, get a house loan. I mean, like all of that kind of stuff. It's like you're just clawing to get to the top. So I mean, that was a great tip that yeah. at least she gave you. And I feel like when people like finally realize how important credit is, it's too late. Yeah, I I would agree. <laughs> Absolutely, with that. you can't dig yourself out of that hole at that point. Man, yeah. it's <laughs> tell me. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to point out before we we go much farther for those who do listen to the podcast. Um, the book is The Game That Pops Didn't Teach, Daily Manhood Tips. It is available on Amazon, and it is available on Barnes & Noble. Um, awesome. It's 16 Is it 16 What you mean? $16? $16.50. I knew it was right around there. Uh, and, and going back to what Zach just said, support this guy. And, and everybody that's listening, man, I, I ordered a copy. I was hoping it would be here. My plan was to read before I interviewed you. <laughs> Amazon's running slow. Oh. It's going to be here tomorrow, um, so I'll, I'll throw you some feedback once I get a chance yeah, to read sure. it. But, uh, but you know, and I want to say this too. You know, with with young guys that are trying to do something, when you when we complain about the current state of the younger generations and all that, and and it wears me out when some people just constantly beat them down. It's kind of like you just said in the same analogy as the buddy throwing the party and you expect to get in free. <laughs> How can the younger generation make change and do things if we're not willing to support them? And so go out, get a copy of this book. Again, The Game That Pops Didn't Teach, Daily Manhood Tips, available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, 1650. 
it is worth the money to go get. And um, I will actually, once I get it and, and read it, I'll be posting a review to our Married with Children site. But support Zach, man. Get it out and, and make sure that, that you, you support him because it is a it's a it's a really cool thing. And I, I'm so happy that you kind of address something that you, know, you could have wrote a book about anything. <laughs> right. But you address something right. that's going to help some kids and, and some, some young men as they grow up. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I even think even if, you know, somebody does have a, you know, a young man does have a father figure or a male figure in their life. I mean, sometimes, you know how, no matter who tells you, if a parent tells you something, you're like, oh, well, you know, dad or mom said this. But I mean, if it's coming from somebody else, you know, I mean, even if they do have, you know, I mean, a father figure or like I said a male figure I mean it's like oh well you know I kind of remember dad telling me or whoever mom telling me this maybe they're not totally stupid like maybe that is something that I do need to make sure that you know I have this quality so I mean I think that it applies to any young man I mean so I mean I know you've kind of geared it towards helping some of those that don't have father figures but I think that it's probably a good fit for anybody yeah, I'm gonna say, and even like a, a, a adults. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, I speak about. I mean, you have adults who gossip and and things oh, yeah. like like we always hear like real men don't gossip and things like that. So, I mean, I feel like I mean even adults can actually take this book and run with it and yeah. at least and read it and then be able to speak to their kids about it. And so, I think that's a great point. Yeah. If you're gonna order this book and you've got a, a son or you know somebody that you want to give it to, read it first. Yeah. So that you can support the things that are in the book. Yeah. Don't right. just Kind of going back to the sex talk. Don't just hand the kid the book and hope that they read it. Or <laughs> hope that they hope read that, that they chapter. It out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take the time to sit down with your kid and and talk about the book and and yeah. and make sure they understand. You know, kind of what was coming across there. And um, again, you know, it's uh, I got two young men, uh, very very young men, <laughs> um, that you know, as a father, it weighs on me right. because it's important to me that my kids, my boys, grow up to be great men right um so it's definitely something i'm gonna read and and keep around for my kids but i I highly highly encourage anybody listening to to get a copy if you haven't already and and the thing is i said this book it was it was easy to write it was it's it's an easy read and the thing these are just my this is the game pops didn't teach me these are my daily manhood tips like you could easily do your own 31 yeah yeah and and like i said and one thing that i'm proud about is like this is on amazon it's barnes and nobles Barnes and Noble, and uh, this book will forever be here. Like, yeah. so whenever I have children, and like they can always have this, and they'll know like what I believe in the, the, my daily tips that that I would want them to know. Well, so, and I think it's so cool that you wrote it at twenty seven because I think it would be really cool as you like almost every ten years to try to yeah updating it and yeah. saying you know i these these still work at 37 these still work at yeah. 47 yeah. you know and, and and showing the importance and as you learn those lessons and continuing to gain experience and adding to it so i do want to ask before we leave we're at about 50 minutes already which is crazy how fast it can go here <laughs> right. um but knowing you and hearing what you said i'm going to throw out and ask so what's next the book's done I knew that you were going to ask. I thought, I mean, obviously I was going to ask if you weren't going to ask, but I knew you so, would so go what, there. What, what, what's next now? See, everybody asked me that. Um, everybody asked me about like, what I'm going to write about next. Uh, that was a great 
thing. I might do that. <laughs> right, yeah. maybe, maybe write another. That can be on your, you know, to-do list. You I said, mean, like, in years to come. Yeah. And, and like I said, I'll probably go into debt with a lot more details. <laughs> so, like I said, I feel like I got my point across uh, pretty well within this book. But, like I said, I'm, right now I'm just, like, learning how to, uh, like I said, do videos and get back to maybe doing photography. Uh-huh. But I'm at this point, I'm just... For this year, I'm just kind of relaxing, but still learning. Because, like I said, every year, I've like I said, I just sold my hookah lounge last year, like the middle of last year. Right. So it's just, I always go from, I just got back from Chicago and Louisville. So it's like, this year I'm going to kind of rest. Mm-hmm. and Not go so maintain. fast. Yeah, 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 not go so fast and put my money into everything. Like, I mean, I'm a the type of guy, I'm like, because I don't have children, so I'm a risk taker. Yeah. I would like. Well, I, now's the time to do it. No, right. I it, mean, like, really? <laughs> I mean, like, every dime or whatever I get, like, I'm normally, I, I just normally throw, like, tax refund checks, anything, bonuses from work, anything. I just normally throw it at a project and try to make it stick yeah so but now like i'm just relaxing i'm thinking about getting a house so it's just saving okay. <laughs> i'm trying to relax this year but but again i want to go back to you know successful people yes you're taking a risk there's no doubt but yeah. your risks it's like investing are, it are going to be a lot more right. successful and have a lot better payoff than some of those people who aren't as successful who their risks are I'm at the casino boat every every oh, Friday yeah. night. And, oh, yeah. I speak about that in the book, man. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I speak about uh, controlling your emotions, man. I used to I used to have a gambling problem way... I mean, man, it was horrible. I had to, like, ban myself from the casino. So, and, you know, people, like, they don't... They're impulse buyers. They're gamblers yeah. or... And the thing is, you just have to learn to control your emotions. Is <laughs> yeah. So I actually speak about that. And and, and everything is fine in moderation. That's, oh right, that's right. what it goes back to. Right, and, right. And, and agreed. And I and I had some friends, and and I don't mind. You know, and, and my wife knows I don't mind gambling a little bit and and playing cards and doing some things. But you have to because you can get into really quickly a swept up feeling of. Yeah. Either A, I'm winning and I'm going to always win, or B, I'm down so much that I've got to win my way out of it, yes, which is that is true. <laughs> the worst yeah. mentality you yes. can ever have. Exactly, man. So, <laughs> well, Zach, man, I want to, I want to give you a chance. Do you, do you want to throw out your social media and stuff if people want to reach out to you about the book or anything like that? Well, so you can uh, follow me on just Boye. Uh, it's just underscore Boye on Instagram, and uh, I guess you can follow me on Facebook. And this is Zachary Boye Ferguson. <laughs> and <laughs> and like I said, man, I, I wanna I wanna a thank you uh, for making the trip all the way up here, brother. Because uh, oh, no problem. <laughs> this is I know it was an early morning. I know it was a drive, but uh, you know this is this is really really cool and like i said i as soon as i saw it i wanted you to come up and be a part of it and and anytime you got a project or you just want to come and hang out and talk we'd love to have you back up and and hang out and talk because it was uh to be honest it was as fun the you know the half an hour before we went on the air (laughs) as what it was afterwards right right. um especially talking about some of the guys we can't we we don't want to name now but oh yeah yeah. the guys we know for for all those guys who maybe maybe listen uh those old harrison guys uh you know i and i told you before shout out to them as they taught me a lot and uh and i appreciate them and everything they're doing and glad to see how well they're doing and and even though i didn't know you directly when i was down there i'm glad i've met you now (laughs) and again it's that crazy thing of you never know what connections you're going to have or who you're going to meet exactly and i want to say again 
go get this book. Um, and I, and I'm going to push it because I don't, you know, I know you said earlier, it sounds cocky to say, Oh, I get to my book, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I mean, this is something. And, and if you're, if you're a grandfather, if you're a grandmother, if whatever relation you are to young men, quit complaining and, and be active, you know, you know, make change, don't complain. And, and this is a great opportunity to get this book, read it, share it with a young man, have conversations about it. You may not agree with all the 31 tips that, right. that Zach has. Right. Like I said, uh, they are talking points. And, and yeah, great, but great, you're exactly right. Great uh, talking points. Exactly. And it's a great conversation starter. And, and I told him before we went on air, I've got a got an English teacher at the high school that's starting a you know kind of a book corner, and, and I'm going to buy a copy to put in that book corner for those young men. And like I said, I'm going to read it. Um, she's actually starting a thing where she lists all of us administrators and what we're currently reading and i already told her i said well we come back to school tomorrow so i said go ahead and put the game pops didn't teach me because it's coming in monday and that's what i'll be reading so uh so but zach man i wish you all the best if if we can ever be of any help in promoting you and pushing okay. you yeah um and helping you out don't hesitate to reach out to us i appreciate it <laughs> so everybody else uh you know have a great rest of your weekend and uh we'll be back next week uh with another episode and and uh, thanks to all our sponsors. And, Zach, again, thanks for coming up. No problem. <laughs>